my friends, and welcome. Welcome to your Life Now show. This is Coach Ria. I am always delighted to be here with you live on the air. And thank you. Thank you for listening live. Thank you for listening archived. And, of course, the show will be also available for free download in the podcast section on iTunes. So thank you for those who download my show as well. You know, just again, a quick reminder of who I am. I am the founder and the CEO of Your Life Now, LLC. It is a professional life coaching service, and I work with individual as well as business owner, helping them achieve the life that they intended to live, whether personally or professionally. There's a lot of different areas that impact our life on a personal level and a professional level, and some of these areas are personal development, professional development, uh, personal growth, relationships, money, finances, career, self-esteem, and overall the quality of life. On this show, we try to cover a lot of different topics related to some of these areas of impact, and uh, I normally have guests. I always have guests, or I host a show solo and, and do a coaching session online. And uh, um, I just wanted to put my intentions out there. As some of you who know, I always do that. My intention of having this show is really to inspire you, to inspire you to make some positive changes in your life so you can live the life that you deserve to live. After all, it's your choice. It's your choice to live the life that you wish and desire to have. So all I ask of you on this show is to have an open mind and an open heart. This show is intended to be a thought-provoking and not a replacement for professional advice. I am a professional life coach, and my guests also are professional, and I always put their information on my show page so you can contact them directly or you can contact me for any further information at www.coachingbyria.com or, of course, you can send me an email. And remember, if you are a fan of this of show, please follow me on the show, and I really appreciate your support. So with all that being said, my friends, my guest today is a friend of mine who someone I really admire very much. And uh, I'm, I'm glad to have him here on the show. His name is Joe Nanziata. Joe is a life and a business coach. He's a speaker and best-selling author of Spiritual Selling, Finding Your Purpose, and No More, 9 to 5. And his new release, Karma Buster, he has been delivering his life-changing message at seminars, events, since 1992. His unique blend of psychology, philosophy, spirituality, and the power of energy resulted in a excuse me, revolutionary new programs and seminar that bust participants out of their issues and into their purpose. Joe specialized in helping people identify and then break through the subconscious energy barriers that are holding them back. He is dedicated to helping you become empowered in all area of your life. What a great guy to have today. We're going to be talking a lot about these things. And uh, Joe, you are live. Thank you for being here, my friend. Thank you, Rita. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. It's, it's always a pleasure to talk to somebody who we share like-minded people. So it's it's always a pleasure and refreshing. Well, Joe, um, you know, for, for our listener who have not um, heard you before, um, I know I gave a little intro, and I think you, your intro really, you know, it doesn't do you justice because I think you, you do a great things, and I've been a big fan of you for a long time. And, and uh, um, so I'm glad to have you on here. But can you give us a little background on your uprising? Because I know you had gone through some adversity and uh, to become the person that you are. So can you, like, sum it in, like, a few minutes and just tell us a little bit about Joe? Oh, sure. I'm, a, I'm originally uh, from Brooklyn, New York. That's where I was born. And I was grew up in that area, then moved to actually, we moved over to Queens, for people who know New York, a little right next to Brooklyn, but a little more suburban. My dad was a New York City cop. My mom stayed home. You know, we kind of grown up middle class, regular life. And my father became a narcotics detective. And unfortunately, when I was 12 years old, he died on the job in a violent incident, mm. which of course had a dramatic effect on my life. And, you know, growing up in this lifetime as in, in, in the Italian culture, uh, you know, it's very much like I was the oldest. I was a boy. I felt this responsibility to kind of take care of everybody. 
so I went out and I, I right after high school, I said I have to go to work and I have to start, you know, making money and being productive. And my belief system was go out, work hard, you know, focus, put a lot of energy and effort into what you're doing, and you're going to be really successful. So that's what I did and went out right after high school started. And then I saw, started to see people who were entrepreneurs or business people. They were very, they had, a, they would seem to be the most successful people. So I said, wait a minute. This seems to be the way to go. Instead of, you know, start your own business, be an entrepreneur. And I did that. I started my first business at 19 years of age. And long story short, by the time I was 30, I had gone through two business bankruptcies. And that was kind of what, you know, I really believe that when my dad passed, I started to get more spiritually based, even though I didn't know it. But after the second bankruptcy, I, right before that, I was really frustrated because I said, you know, I'm doing all this different stuff. I'm working really hard. I'm putting in a lot of energy. Why isn't this working? And I decided to then go to therapy, actually, believe it or not. I started uh-huh. out going to therapy, right. which is not a normal, normal for a kid from Brooklyn, but I did. And that kind of started to lead me into learning more about how your mind works and your subconscious mind. And then that led me down into learning more about energy principles and then metaphysical principles and then getting into meditation work. And then finally, you know, as we go through our journey, I met different teachers and met one woman who was an enlightened master, who was my last teacher, very powerful, and she was the one who taught me about the chakra energy system. And she said, I'm going to show you, you know, how your energy works, how your energy is, blo- what's really blocking you. is not that you're not smart. It's not that you're not working hard. It's not that you're not dedicated. It's your energy. It's your feelings. It's your beliefs. We have to, I'm going to show you how to clear that negative energy. And then when you clear that energy, you'll start to create better results. And I have to right. tell you, you know, Rhea, for me, that was a very far out concept because I was a doer. I was a person right. who believed in doing stuff. So this idea right. that I, what I was doing was not a big deal, was very hard for me. So it took a while, little by little, I learned how to do the, the work and started clearing energy. And then people started asking me what I was doing. And I started, you know, kind of helping one person at a time. And it just evolved from there. So for those who don't know, you know, I mean, some people obviously would know what shock, especially people who listen to my show, they will, they will know that. Yeah, was, but, yeah. you know, working through our, you know, our, our seven chakras, sometimes people say there's eight. You know, but uh, um, anyway, did you have a hard time actually believing the concept of the chakra and the energy and, and, and everything is really energy? Yeah, I think in the beginning, because I was more of a, like I said, coming from New York and being in that mindset and then being, I was in sales. So I was kind mm-hmm. of a, a doer kind of person. I was like, go do something, go do something. So this this kind of thing for me that what I was doing was not that important and what I was feeling was much, and my beliefs and my energy was really the key to success. I, in the beginning, I really struggled a little bit with the whole idea. And then little by little, um, actually, my teacher said something to me that really, that I never, you know, certain things you hear in your life you never forget. And she said, well, she said, Joe, that's very nice, but how is what you're doing working so far? And so that, that kind of got, so I said, well, it's not working. So she said, all right, really commit yourself to this. You'll see the difference. So that, that was a, a turning point for me. So that's a, that's a good question that you just said because I I use that in my you know so how's it how's it working for you if it doesn't work that means we need to do something different right so you know right, we yeah, get stuck in that same right exactly but what do you think inspire you the most I mean to to get into the self development and to get into the work that you do because you do it such a wonderful you know I mean for people who know you don't know you they should know you you know if people don't know you but uh, tell us what really inspired you I mean I know you got the help. You know, there was a few things happened in your life, and and especially the drama of your, of your dad. I mean, when I was reading that, I was like, oh my god, it, it, it could be so hard to even imagine a twelve years old dealing with something like that. But but did someone come along in your life that made you really realize it's like, oh wow, you know, it's like somebody yeah, hit yeah, you. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, for me, I think it was more over time. I was. It was funny because even when I was young, right after high school. Even though I went right to work, I didn't go to college. I was always very interested in reading about, like, reading, I would read Think and Grow Rich. I was, like, 19 years old, and I was, I'm reading about, you know, success uh, principles, or then I started learning more about, you know, why people are successful, or why, you know, so I was always very interested in, in this personal growth concept, but more from an, an aspect of being successful. Then, I think later, as I started to learn more about the spiritual principles and the metaphysical principles, I started to... So for me, it was almost like an evolution over time. I don't know that there was one significant event, but there were many events that kind of elevated me, but definitely little by little, it just kind of happened for me that way. 
Yeah, because, I mean, you and I, we come from a similar background. I mean, I come from a corporate sales and, you know, and, uh, you know, I mean, for me, it was like a doing, 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 and you said, you know, but but then you, if you really think about, like, the people who do achieve and the people who have the same, you know, opportunity to achieve, but they don't, what's stopping them, right? And those are the things that used to make me kind of like, okay, so they got to be something here, you know, that that is different, you know, from one person to another. What makes that person you know, do what they're doing or be at the top of their game and some other people just play that victim. You know, I know you talk about that also in in your book about, you know, being stuck in the victim uh, role. Um, so if, if you, um, if we talk about like how to build, you know, that, that discipline in ourselves or how to like go in to kind of realize what is really stopping us because, you know, after all the show is really about like, you know, I mean, we want to talk about your book, a great deal too because the reason is um the karma buster is like we believe like things are destined for us right and we're here to change that because i really do believe what you're saying that we can remap our life um from the beginning so can you like why don't you take me into like you know what what are some of the things that you know got you to think about that and and and, and uh move into that direction i think the first thing that we want people to do Right away, when things are not working out, our tendency is to see an obstacle and think it's something outside of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we—that is kind of our—we're te- really trained that way. That, mm-hmm. It's not anybody's fault. I always tell people it's not your fault. This is how you learn. Right. So the bottom line is, you know, if whatever it is, your career is not working out, or your diet's not working out, or your relationship's not working out, the first thing that we want to do is we want to kind of say, oh. What is the obstacle? What is that thing out there that's stopping me? And that is really the beginning of the problem. Because what people have to understand is the thing that's stopping you is you. And you have to look at yourself and say, why am I? This is the one thing that I say to people every day. I said, this is the question you have to keep asking yourself. That's the way you really start changing, is you start saying, why did I create this now? And you need to move yourself into the position of being the creator of your life And that's when you start to make changes, when you start to see yourself as, I'm creating based on what I feel and what I believe. The obstacle is not out there. The obstacle is within me. So that is a huge shift for people because most people have been trained and conditioned to be victims, to look outside and say, well, the reason I'm not doing better in my career is I'm in the wrong company, my boss doesn't like me, the economy's bad, whatever it is. But you have to look to yourself. And as you look to yourself, then you can make significant changes. But until that day comes, as you know, Ray, you can't do it. Right. And it's a very hard thing for people because they're so conditioned not yeah. to go there. They're so conditioned to mm-hmm. go outside and say, oh, I'm, oh, this is my problem. Mm-hmm. And it is hard for them to accept. Yeah, well, that's what it is. I mean, I think, I think admitting or taking the responsibility, it's a huge step to overcome. Very big these things and that's what I find it to be the problem most of the time with most of us most of the people it's admitted to themselves that they can they actually created that situation or they created that problem in their life because they you know like you said they will point it outside of them to say you know it's just because of the economy that's because of my mother that's because of my father that's because of my husband or my wife or whatever it is Everybody who's outside is taking responsibility for me, and I have no control over it. And I think that is what the most people are stuck in that place. And I really would love to just kind of try to give them some points out. You know, I mean, I do this all the time, but I think you you're a great person to to share that with them. What are some of the steps that they can take to kind of go into the the uh, the get out of the denial part first of all and accept everything? whether it's good or, or or bad, as our own creation. We created that. Yeah, it's, you know, it's it's very interesting because I, I always find the first step is actually accepting that that's the truth. Right. So that is the that is the first part for people to say, okay, I have to accept. And this is one of the, the, the principles of this work that is unyielding, meaning there is no – 5%, 10%, this is 100% you're creating everything. So you can't say, well, you know, I believe it most of the time, but I don't believe it when this happens. And you have to be in an acceptance of I am creating all the time. Now, the reason I know a lot of people fear that really deep down, and it's, it's not conscious, but on a deeper level, is that makes them very powerful. And right. they're afraid. 
they're saying, wow, this is like a, you're telling me that I could, could create what I want and I am creating what I want. That's a powerful principle for people to wrap their heads around. So the first really obstacle for them is to say, I have all this power because we're trained and conditioned to think I don't. So now I'm saying, well, you have all this power. And when someone says to me, Joe, but my life is a mess, I said, you know what? You're the most powerful person because if you can create all that mess, you can create great stuff on the other side once you get past that. So that is something that is very important for people to embrace, but it takes a little time for them to fully accept it. And once they really say, okay, I need to get on board here, and until they do, until they get on that train and say, yes, I'm going to accept that I'm creating everything, I'm going to accept that I have the power to make changes, I'm going to accept that I created negativity in my life for a purpose, until that day comes, and the best way to do it is you can't think of it in a sensible way because things in life don't make sense. It doesn't make sense that you would lose your job. It doesn't make sense that you would get hit by a car. It doesn't make sense that you would make yourself sick because it's not sensible. I always tell people if you're sensible, you're going to be in trouble because you're going to try to logic yourself out of this, mm-hmm. and that's where you're going to get stuck. So I want you to be in acceptance based on your path and your mission and what you're here to do and right. stop being so sensible. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I mean, because you know the 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 thing that I I I see you know more often is it's uh, we tend to get into our comfort zone and we really um, most people think it's like well if it's not broken I'm not gonna fix it. Well, why wait till you broke it? You don't get an insurance because you anticipate to get an accident, right? So you prepare for things. You got to. To, to to see things as they are in a sense of like you know what really happened where did I go where what, what you know I mean I know like one of the things that I uh, um that I was thinking about when I was uh, um, reading your book is uh, you you said that I totally agree with you because I actually I, I asked that question to uh, um, the author Michael Lozier the um, the law of attraction the guy who wrote the law of attraction okay. You said we actually select our own parents, and I asked him that that question. I said, "Do we really actually attract our own parents to ourselves?" Like, oh, I'm not sure about that one, because he he didn't want to get into it. But I really think we to that deep level, yes. And you say yes too. Yeah, well, that was one of the again one of the things early on that was a very hard principle for me to understand and accept. But when you understand it from a karmic perspective, it makes sense because. You selected your parents before you came into the third-dimensional world here on Earth because they have the best DNA code and karma for the work you're here to do because we're here to do emotional work. So I'm going to select parents and a circumstance and a life that I feel is going to be best suited for me to do my emotional work. So that was really why you would select your parents. Now, I will tell you that a lot of people will come up to me at events or whatever and say, Joe, I don't care. I love I love what you're doing, but there's no way I'm gonna I'm gonna be, I'm gonna tell you that I picked those two. So you know, I, I know again, I kind of like went off the track here with that thing, with that one, but I didn't want to lose, you know, forget about it because I didn't write it in my notes here that I want to ask you that question. But yeah, no, I it's, think it's, it's interesting. And it's important. Yeah, yeah, it's important. And so what happens is the reason that that's so significant is we pick up physical traits and emotional traits. So for example, now it's obvious for us to see physical traits. You say, well, you know, I have the hair color or the eyes or the build or whatever it is. But you also pick up emotional traits. So, for example, I picked up depression from my father. My father had serious depression. Now, in those days, they didn't talk about that. But he went through serious bouts of depression. I had depression, too. So I didn't realize that until doing this work and say, wow, I picked up that energy from him. And that was one of the experiences that I came here to have in this lifetime. So I had to work myself through that depression. So these are things that you, when you understand this at a deeper level, an energetic level and a karmic level, it makes more sense. Again, it doesn't make sense on a logical level because people say, well, you're telling me somebody picked a father that was uh, physically abusive. I said, yes, they did because they wanted to have that experience. Once again, it doesn't make logical sense. You're here yeah. to have the emotional experience. Yeah, I know. Well, let's not get into that because we don't want to get anybody angry at us. That's all right. If they get angry, that means we're doing a good job. What's that? If, if they get angry, that means we're getting them. We're getting to them. We're getting, we're getting them to think differently. Yeah, exactly. And I, I totally agree with you because I, when I saw that, I'm like, I have to ask you that question because I, I knew it was something on my mind. And um, okay, so let's go back to our, our our getting out of our comfort zone and, and really, you know, take the, the the responsibility for what you know what happened in our life and and go deep in to try to change the picture on, on, on the outside. And you say. 
awareness is very, very important. So in order yeah. for us to move forward, okay, we need to bring the awareness to the surface. So can you explain to what do you mean by that? Well, the best way, awareness for me became be more aware of how I feel. See, this is what this work was about, emotional mm-hmm. experiences, feeling your feelings. So awareness really was about saying, I need to be more aware of how I feel because generally speaking, most people spend most of their time in their head and they're doing stuff. They're, they're doing a task or they're going from one thing to the next, so that's how they function. So now to do this work at a higher level and to be aware, I need to be aware of my feelings. So let's say something happened to you during the day that might have not been a big deal, like somebody might have cut in front of you on a line or something, and you got upset about that, mm. and then but you never dealt with that emotion. You just said, oh, what are you going to do, and I let it go by. Now, what happens is, doing this work, I would want I would want clients to say, well, how did it feel that that person stepped in front of you? See, this is where your awareness goes up, and this is how we begin to break through, because I have to say, well... If it bothered me, then there's something within me that is unresolved that gave me that charge of energy. And that's how I need to start to bring my awareness up by being more tied in to my feelings during the day. So as things are happening to you, positive or negative, you want to be more aware of those feelings. And one of the exercises that I have people do is I say, you know, you want to carry around even a little index card or something. Mm -hmm. Just make a note. Say, well, you know, this is what happened and I felt this feeling. It gets you in the habit of feeling more and being more aware. That's a great way to start. You know, one of the things that I've been practicing and I teach it as well, it's like, you know, it's a it's a simple question as well. It's like to kind of get into the habit and eventually you become a little bit more, the repetition part of it will make it like normal for you to do it that way. But it's to ask yourself in the beginning, more often during the day is how do I feel right now? How am I feeling right now? How am I yeah, feeling right now? Yeah, that's critical. Critical. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's that kind of brings you back to that moment to to see exactly, well, this didn't really bother me. And then eventually you would recognize, why does it bother me? You know, so you get a little bit more deeper, you know, into that sense. So, um, but, you know, like everything else, it, it takes repetition. It takes a practice to, you know, to get rid of something that hasn't been working for a while and, and to start putting something new. But you also talk about emotional addiction. Can you tell tell me what do you mean by emotional? I you know explain to our listener what what do you mean by emotional addiction? Well, what happens is as we're growing up, where you know be, the minute we're conceived, we begin to absorb energy. So we're beginning mm-hmm. to absorb energy from our parents, even though we're not here yet. We're absorbing energy from them. So now when we arrive here, we already have energy that we've absorbed, and now we grow up and we grow up in a certain circumstance and. We learn to operate in a certain way. So whatever feelings that I learn to cling on to, being depressed, being uh, acting out, yelling, being dramatic, all these different things that, that we kind of learn over time and then absorb, and then that becomes part of who we are. Now, what ends up happening for people is, on an unconscious level, they become addicted to feeling a certain way. So they don't realize that, and that's one of the things that holds people hostage is they're addicted to feeling a certain way. So you may have people like I work with, they're addicted to being angry. They're addicted to being upset. They're addicted to being depressed. That was me, addicted to that feeling of depression. Now, I'm not consciously addicted to it, but it's something that has become a very integral part of my DNA, and what makes me feel comfortable is being in a certain feeling. So now, because I'm not aware or enlightened enough to understand it, I'm craving the feeling because that's the feeling that I'm very used to. I'm used to feeling that feeling. So I just want to keep creating that feeling over and over again. Once again, it doesn't make conscious sense. But on a deeper level, it's very powerful to understand that I am now addicted to feeling that feeling. It's no different than being addicted to drugs. Because really, a person on drugs is taking drugs to get a feeling. Mm-hmm. Not, that's Absolutely. all about a feeling. They're not taking mm-hmm. drugs to take the, the, the same way. I'm going to do. I'm going to drink alcohol because I want to feel, or I want to numb my feeling. But I want to. Get, I want to feel a certain way. So what we want people to understand is, if you have to look at your reactions and the way you act, and that's going to show you. Say, wow, yeah, I always seem to circle back to this feeling. I'm always in a conflict. I'm always mad at somebody. I'm always feeling like a victim. I'm always feeling like somebody's taking advantage of me. You're addicted to feeling that feeling. 
and you want to keep feeling it because you're trapped in the cycle and you don't, you're not aware enough to understand it. And that's a very big breakthrough for people when they start to say, wow, yeah, I, I could see how I keep doing this over and over again, and now you want to start to get out of it. But until I could, again, accepting that I'm That's the awareness part, it. basically what you yeah, say. Yeah, very the awareness part, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's thing. that's uh, that's really right on. The, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's it's so true to that. Um, I'm gonna give you a little break, uh, Joe, and I want to check back in the chat room. I just wanted to let our listener know the chat room is open. So if you feel comfortable, you know, going in the chat room, put your question. If you have a question for myself or Joe, please do do so, or you can call dial six two six two one three five seven seven three, and uh, we'll be right back, Joe. Please stay tuned. We are back. It seems like I got kicked out of the show, but I'm back. Did you hear uh, this connection, uh, Joe? No. Oh, okay, good. All right. So, um, yeah, for some reason uh, the connection was kind of low. But anyhow, so before the break, um, thank you. I actually just want to remind our listener you're listening to your Life Now show and with me here in the studio, Joe Nanziata, and he is the best-selling author of Spiritual Selling and um, his new release, uh, his book, Karma Buster. And we are talking about eliminating your obstacles so you can live the life that you meant to live. So, Joe, before the break, we were talking about awareness. We were talking about um, how uh, emotional addiction is no different than, you know, being addicted to drugs or being addicted to alcohol or anything like that. And uh, what I like to... um, dig in a little bit more deeper about the karma things. I know in your book you said, you know, you went around in in the beginning and start asking people what they think karma is. And of course, you can you said you could write a whole book based on the on the definition that people um uh gave you, but can you tell us in your own words what do you think karma is and and what, you know, what we can do to change some of the things that are there? Well, you know, as I describe it in the book, I, I look at your karma as the blueprint for the emotional work you're here to experience in this lifetime. So that means karmically you came here. You have to understand you came here, and I'll keep going back to this. You came here to have an emotional experience. So therefore, you came here to feel specific feelings. So the, it's the blueprint for those feelings. So let's say you came here and you said, well, you know, I want to feel abandonment. I want to feel rejection. I want to feel abuse. Now, I, again, people can say, well, that doesn't make any sense, but this is what life here is about. It's about feeling feelings. Now, obviously, you also have karma to do certain things. You have karma, maybe part of your karma is about what you want to do with your life. You want to be a writer. You want to be an attorney. You want to be a singer, whatever that is. That's all part of your karma as well. It's all tied into the blueprint of what it is you're here to experience emotionally and what it is you're here to do. So it's all tied together and everything here in third dimension, we have that yin-yang, two sides. Mm-hmm. You can have There are negative aspects of it that we want to clear, and then there are positive aspects that put us on our mission and on our path to do what we came here to do. That's a very uh, very simple way to, uh, to 
actually define it, but that's so true. So now, um, so if it's the map, and most people will believe, okay, so if this is what we're supposed to be doing, it's already planned for us, and, and we are taking that route because that's what, you know, that's where our, the map is taking us, right, and, into the journey of our life. But you say we can bust it out, and we can change it, and we can change the direction that we are moving to. So how do we do that? Well, you have you have something here which is called free will, which we mm-hmm. have here as human beings. So you can actually accelerate your process or you could get off the track. You could do either one. So, for example, you know, we all have desires, which is how our soul speaks to us. So we have a desire to do something, right? So we have a desire to maybe, you know, like I said, become a teacher, write a book, you know, become a chef, whatever it is that you have a desire to do. Now, you have this desire or feeling. The question is, do you follow that feeling or do you say, well, you know, that's not really conventional or my family doesn't like that idea or that's too crazy for me. I, I can't be a singer. My family is all accountants. So now you kind of have this feeling that's coming up, but you're, you have free will. So you can say, well, I could go down the path of being a singer or I could go down the path of, that everybody wants me to go down, which is being an accountant. This is where we hit what I like to call, and I, I talk about this in the book, but I talk about a crossroads moment where you hit a crossroads and you say, okay, which way am I going to go? Am I going to go the way that I'm feeling like I want to go, or am I going to go the way that everybody wants me to go, or that's the more comfortable way, or that's the more that's the way that will be more acceptable in my family, or whatever the case may be? So this is something that is very powerful as we're going through our karmic journey, is to say, am I going in the direction, even though it may be a challenging direction, and which is going to bring up a lot of these emotions and feelings that we're here to feel, am I going to go that way, or am I going to go the other way? And that's how... We have these opportunities all the time to kind of step forward and go down that, that road, as we would call it, the road less traveled, or I could go the safe, try to go the safe way, and that will slow you down. Even though the, the more difficult road, that's going to be the more challenging road, but that's also going to be the road that will help you expand yourself. So when you say, like, we should constantly question what's going on along the way and question why we're doing the things that we're doing, would that be helpful? Yeah, I mean, I, I talk about this. It's always asking, why am I doing this? Why mm-hmm. am I doing this? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm telling people all day, why are you, why are you making mm-hmm. that choice? Why right. are you do, people, you know, there's a lot of people, it was so funny. I was speaking at an event in New York before we moved out here, and uh, one of the things, I was talking about these principles and concepts, and one guy came up to me, he talked to me about his family, and he said, well, you're telling me I can do whatever I want, but I have to take care of my family. I said, you don't have to. You're choosing to do that. Right. So when I said that to him, I said, you're choosing to do that. You don't have to do it. He said to me, no, I have to do it. You see, this is what he, no, you don't have to do it. You have to see yourself as having the choice. And people don't see that. They see them, I have right. to do it. Right, right. You don't have to do anything. You're choosing to right. do it. Right, The minute you say, I have to do this, you took away all your power. Exactly. And this is this is what people have to understand. So when you do something, you have to say, why am I choosing to do this? Is this for my highest and greatest good, or is this to make everybody else happy? That's where you start to make changes, because you have to make decisions that are best for yourself. Most people are not conditioned to do that. They're conditioned to make everybody else happy, which is why they get stuck. Yeah, but, but see, the the thing is, I mean, you know, just to, to put it out there to the listeners, you know, I mean, I know... Most of the time, most people, they feel um, uh, their responsibility to their family, their responsibility to it's what's stopping them. And I think what we're trying to clear here, um, in a sense, yes, we understand that there is responsibility in our life. You come in here, you know, you have a child, you have a minor, you know, you got to take care of your kids, you got to take put food on the table, you know. And but in the meantime, what are you doing? to change your circumstances in the sense of, you know, realizing, okay, so you're doing what you have to do right now, but there is a better way. There is a better way to still provide for your family, to still be, you know, responsible for your own kids, you know, by choosing to change few things and what you're saying is changing it on a deeper level. And and you you talk about in your book about clearing your chakra or clearing the energy, which, uh, again, chakra is the energy that goes through your body 
um, from your base chakra all the way to the to the crown of your head. And and if you have any block anywhere there, you will tend to experience those things obviously on the outside, whether it's in your relationship, in your career, or or anything. Correct? Isn't that what you're saying? But well, yeah, it's energetic. So you want everything that's blocking you is energy. It's not again. We're back to ourselves. So everything is energetic. So I'm holding on to feelings and beliefs. Those feelings and beliefs are now energy. So that energy is holding is within me, and that's the thing that's creating my life. That's creating your vibration. That's how the law of attraction works. It works with vibrational energy. So if I'm holding fears about something or if I'm holding negative energy about something, I'm going to vibrate that energy out, and then I'm going to go create that. So that's what people have to understand. So in order to make permanent changes, but not quick-fix changes and not temporary changes, you have to go into that core energy and say, okay, I have to deal with how I feel about this and then clear that emotionally so I can change the vibration that is attached to that. And once I do that, then I can start to make really significant changes. And this, again, this is going inside. This is not about the external world or what you think is blocking you. It's about your feelings and beliefs. And until you get in there, you really can't do anything that's going to really be sustainable. You may be able to make temporary changes, but you certainly won't be able to do it long term. And you have to keep on doing it. You can't quit. That's, oh, yeah. that's the key. I mean, that's that's the the huge, you know, because I mean, I have been on this journey for a, quite a while, and I'm still, you know, evolving, and I still learn, and I still try to practice a, to be better me, right? So I can be better to 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 everyone else. But the thing is, it never stops. Anyway, you have to constantly work it. You have to constantly get in touch with 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 your um with your deep you know sense of well being and what what's going on and what where are you blocked and what's stopping you. I think that's that's the key. And I know nothing happens overnight. And and uh, I just wanted that's the reason I was saying because people always say, oh, it's easy said, you know. People always telling us what we're supposed to do, and and uh, and it it's uh. It all starts somewhere, right? And, you know, again, you, you bring up a very important point. I, the one thing I say to people all the time, they say, what's the most important thing? Because everybody, especially in our culture, they want immediate results. Everybody wants immediate results. And especially right. being from New York, they want yeah. even more immediate results right. in New York. So it's like, you know, people would say to me, I would talk to them about meditation, and they would say, well, how long do I have to do it, and how long is it going to take? I'm like, no, I, know. I can't look at it. <laughs> this is not, this is not, this is, this is like, it's like saying, okay, I want to be healthy. So if you want to be healthy, that means every day you're going to do things and, and live a lifestyle that's healthy. You're not going to say, right. well, I'm going to be healthy for three weeks and I'm going to stop. So this right. is the same thing. If I'm, if I'm going to live a spiritual life, I'm going to live a higher enlightened life, I have to be consistent with the behavior and consistent with the work all the time. So, for example, I meditate twice a day, every single day. I mean, I miss uh-huh. a day here and there, but pretty much religiously meditate twice a day. So. This is something that I do all the time. It's not, I don't do it once in a while. I don't do it when I'm upset. I do it every day. Right, it's kind of like right. going, it's, I also exercise almost every day. That's right. the same idea. I don't do it once in a while. I don't do it when I feel like I'm getting fat. I do it all the time. I do it not to get fat. So this is part of the work is being right. consistent with the behavior and then following through and then understanding that it's a process. So what we're trying to do here, what we're really doing is – I want to help you transform the way you live. I'm not looking to give you a quick fix. I want you to transform how you operate, how you live, how you see the world, how you deal with situations. Transformational, not task-driven or technique-driven. It's more transformational from the inside. And that's, uh, that's a, yeah, I mean, it's, that's where the work starts. And uh, I, I know, you know, I talked to Joe, you know, toward the end of the show, we're going to try to do a short version of uh, chakra clearing and um, uh, meditation, and, and uh, hopefully that gives you, gets you inspired to look into, you know, getting. I, I always talk about meditation. You know, I I actually have a recorded things that I put on my show about meditation because it's something that I I I, I think deep, deep, deep uh, um, uh, to the core that really, really help us go in and 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 recognize the 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 true person that we really are and and realize that it is there there is nothing that is impossible. Everything is possible, and uh, you know it, it, you can break through anything practically. That's all I can say. Um, but you gotta have that moment for yourself. And and, and I know some people like they tell me, oh, I don't need to meditate. I already know what I want. All right. Well, okay. So. 
when was the last time you felt like, you know, you had a time for yourself? What is having a time for yourself? And if people think, like, you know, when you ask that question, their answer most of the time says, well, you know, I went and got a massage. I went and did this for myself. Right. But when was the last time they actually spent time with themselves, being with themselves? And that's what meditation is all about, really kind of going deep with you being with you, being comfortable in your own skin. And, 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 you know, like I know you talk about this and I do it myself. You talk about when you meditate to have a notepad next to you, to have water, to have tissue, because you never know what emotion comes out oh, when yeah. you come out. And I wrote a lot of things, you know, after meditation. So I truly do believe that are uh, very effective things to do. Um, but let's uh, um so, you know, he said you uh, in, in your book, you said something to the fact, you know, um, trying to cleanse our energy without judgment. Because obviously when we start cleaning, you know, we start also kind of like, you know, judging ourselves. We, we tend to do that as a human being, unfortunately, you know, and I know you said it in your book as well. Uh, we all do it at one point or another that either we judge ourselves or we judge others. So when we start doing this work, we start going and start cleaning up and, and clearing our energy. A lot of emotion going to come up and a lot of things going to like bust out and, and, and we're going to say, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that. You know, and but you're saying take the judgment out. But can you give us a few tips to kind of like, you know, get us to really release those those uh, um, the judgment feeling? Well, you know, it's funny because you, you can't, as a human being, you, you, we almost, it's impossible not to have any judgment because it's virtually, you can't do it here. Because even if I say like, hey, Rhea, I really like this movie that I saw, that's in effect a judgment. I'm judging the movie because I'm telling you I liked it. So what we really want to do here is take out the negative judgment on others and ourselves. So, for example, when you have a bad feeling about somebody else or, you know, and a lot of this is going to go back to your parents because that's where the clearing really takes place. But when you have a negative feeling about somebody or a negative feeling about how somebody made you feel, the tendency for us is to judge it either by saying, well, you know, I shouldn't feel like that because we've been conditioned to, to not allow ourselves to feel what we feel, or judging the other person. And what that does is it blocks you from feeling because the minute you go into judgment, you're going to move into the energy of a victim. Because if I'm, if I'm feeling bad about it, if I'm saying, wow, I shouldn't feel that way, I'm feeling like a victim. Or if I'm hating the other person, I'm feeling like a victim. So, or if I'm blaming the other person, see, it's going to take me into all these places that I don't want to go. So in a pure state, to really clear your energy, you have to allow yourself, and I use that word a lot, which is allow, you have to allow yourself to feel the feeling with no judgment. So, for example... You may be doing these meditations and bring right. up an issue with, with your mother or father. And let's say you say, oh, my God, I hate, I really have hatred toward my father or my mother for this particular area or this incident or this thing that happened to me. And I have to allow myself to say, well, that's just how I feel. That's not a good or bad feeling. That's just my feeling. I have to address that feeling and then let it go. But the minute I start saying, well, I shouldn't feel like that about my father or Oh, I, I'll, that's, oh, I don't want to go down that road, or that's not a feeling. That's not a good feeling for me to have. I block myself. So that's where the judgment. So you have to just kind of say, okay, the feeling is just the feeling. It's not a good or bad thing. It's not a right or wrong thing. It's just how I feel, and I have to allow myself to feel that feeling. And when I do that, that's when I can clear the energy. But if I start judging it or judging myself, I will stop myself right in my tracks, and I won't be able to go forward. Right, that's a, yeah, and 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 there's also you know I mean I know you mentioned also in your book about the fact the differentiation between drama and feeling versus feeling, you know I mean unfortunately you know we live in a society that drama is a huge thing right, but it's not feelings right it's different right so like you know when you be in a victim when you when you play in a in a victim role when you are in a victim role and and you kind of create that drama is different you know than the actual feeling right. Yeah, well, you know, we have a lot of people who act out. So when you act out, you're being dramatic. That's drama. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. And I, listen, I'm Italian, so I know all about it. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm surrounded by drama. And from my Brooklyn. Wife, <laughs> and I'm from Brooklyn, and my wife is Italian from Queens. So we know all about drama. So what happens is a lot of people, they think they're emotional because they yell and scream or they cry or they do all these things. But what they're really doing is just acting out. So when someone gets upset and throws a dish across the room or thinks they get, oh, I'm, I'm really mad and I, I allow my feelings to come out, 
they're not really dealing with their feelings. They're just venting. So there's a big difference between those two things. So really what it comes down to is knowing, hey, this happened to me today, and I'm upset about it. How do I really feel? That's really understanding your feelings. Me being mad about it and yelling at somebody or me being mad about it and going to have five drinks, that is not me dealing with the feeling. That is me acting out or being dramatic, and there's a big difference. So if I want to do this work, I don't want to confuse the fact that I got all emotional or yelled or screamed or cried with I actually really felt the feeling because that's where people also, there's a a misconception that because I got all emotional, I really felt something. But generally what happens is it's a very surface type emotion that they just vented out. And the reason that they don't make any progress is they never dealt with the feeling. So the energy is still there. So it's just going to recycle around and it will come out again. And that's generally how we get stuck or trapped in those addictive energetic feelings and get stuck. That's how it happens. Because it stays on the surface, and that's reaction. You're reacting. Yeah. You're not, yeah. You're not dealing with the actual emotion, like you said. And you know, I had a show about ego, and and you know, you talk about also how to bust out of your ego identity as well. You know, I mean, we are not our ego. And I know, like I, I don't know, Wayne Dyer and Deepak Chopra, they talk about ego stands for agent God out. Um, you know, and, and I know our ego is there to protect us, but, you know, how do we bust out of it? How do we, we realize the difference between, you know, our true self, you know, kind of try to guide us or our own gut, our deep, you know, sense of, of, of uh, being, try to protect us for, you know, for good, or is it really just our ego playing that role, you know, trying to, you know, prevent us from um, growing and, and, and stopping us out place. What? Yeah, and I, I actually, I do a whole class about ego identities because basically your your ego identity is also a twofold thing. Here in the, in the third dimensional world, when we come here, we separate from source energy and we become individuals, even though we're all part of one energy. But in order to have this experience, I need an identity separate from source. So therefore, mm-hmm. I require an identity separate to have this experience. I have to accept that. Yes, I have this identity here. This is who I am in this lifetime. This is what I chose to be. But the other side of it is when the identity takes over, meaning I am living my life now to sustain the identity, that's when that identity is getting in my way. So the idea is behind it is to be yourself and be who you are and allow yourself to do that and remove all the other stuff. So most people, their identity drives their life. They have to be successful. They have to look a certain way. They have to present a certain image. They have to, you know, so this is all part of the identity that people have that is stopping them from because they're investing a lot of energy into this false identity of having to be somebody and until they realize that they don't have to do that that's that's when you start to become free of the identity and this is where you well i have to have a certain job i have to live in a certain place you know all those things are part of your false identity and you have to understand that when you invest a lot of energy into that you're really moving away from your higher self and your spirit self, and you're, you're focusing a lot on that. So that's the key. I always ask people, how much time are you investing every day in maintaining this identity that you feel like you have to show everybody? And the more you understand that, the easier it will be to kind of move forward and break through it. Yeah, yes, that's, that's so true. But, um, you know, I'm, unfortunately, we most of us identify with our ego more and more. And um, that's like you said, it's it's a whole new, um, a different, uh, different time <laughs> to, to discuss it. That's, that's how, another whole conversation. Yeah. I know, right? I know. But let me ask you this: How long? How much time do you need for the short clearing? Well, you know, we could do it in you know a couple of minutes or whatever it is that you'd like to do. Okay, so okay. Okay, um, because it seems we have people in the switchboard who are calling, but they nobody has their hands up. So. Um, let me give you another short break quickly, and uh, when we get back, maybe we can start doing that. And uh, okay. maybe you can, you know, also tell us a little bit more about the book before we get started as well. So we got a few minutes right. to do that. All right, great.
Okay, my friends, welcome back, and thank you for being here. You are listening to your Life Now show, and with me here today, my uh, friend and uh, best-selling author, Joan Oziata, and we are talking about karma, we are talking about our um, our feelings, and we're talking about how to eliminate some of these negative feelings, and, and so we can live um, a better life in, in, in the life that we meant to live. Um, so, Joe, thanks again for being here, my friend. I really appreciate it. And like I said, oh, we right. talked about it, the ego, and that's a different topic, different discussion at a different time. Um, your book is incredible. I do recommend everybody to get your book, Karma Buster. It's very easy to read, and you do a lot of great steps. You know, in your book, try to explain things in 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 a in a plain English. Actually, it's it's very 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 easy to read book, and uh, so I do definitely recommend it. And make sure you also visit uh, Joe um, at his website for all the upcoming events, so you can know um, where he's going to be because he's always speaking somewhere. And uh, Joe Nons, right? Let's see. Let me see. Spell yeah, your... Joe Nons is the main site. You can go to Joe N U N Z dot com. Okay, great. And of course, they can they can get all the information from there. So, um, anything you would like to add about your book, or anything that we want to discuss before we go into the clearing, Joe? I just want you know when you do this work, you just have to be open. And mm-hmm. the, the the key to this is really trying, really being focused on not thinking so much. So we want okay. people to get more. You know, the more you think, obviously, the more you're going to block your energy. So that's going to be a, a thing. You just want to kind of let it flow through not think too much and just allow yourself to kind of get taken into your feelings and that that's an important key to going forward. And and just wanted to put it out there if you um if you're gonna be closing your eyes, make sure that you're in a place where you can do that, please. And what's that? We don't want you driving and doing that. No, no, no. And I'll try not to drive either. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but anyhow, all right, so whenever you're ready. Okay, so this is a meditation I teach, the first one, which is a daily meditation. And what you want to do is at the end of your day, after you've gone through the day, and again, if you're in this higher level of awareness, you want to put yourself in a place where you can sit quietly. And if you had something, for example, during the day that upset you, I want you to take that particular incident and bring it into your consciousness right away. So just know that I'm going to sit down and meditate, but I'm going to focus on this incident today that happened and this specific incident, and I want to bring it into my consciousness and be aware of it. So the first thing we do is we sit quietly if you're meditating. Now, important also, don't lay down, because if you lay down, you're going to move into a, you're going to, your brain's going to go into a sleeping REM, and you don't want to do that. So you want to sit up. You can sit up preferably on the floor. If you want to lean up against a, a sofa or a couch or a pillow, whatever it is, that's fine. But try to, you know, you want to really do this sitting up, not laying down. And sit there very quietly and just kind of replay this episode that happened in your mind first. Almost like you're watching a movie where you're watching it happen and you're seeing yourself and you're seeing the situation and you want to really get a clear visual picture of what happened and the incident and the other person or the other people involved and where you were, the sounds, the smells. The more detail you can bring into it, the better because it will heighten your energy and it will heighten your awareness of that situation. And then what I want you to do is once you've done that and once you really have it very clearly and you can see it all and you're watching it almost like, again, as if you're watching a movie, now I want you to kind of go back in and do it again. But now I want you to be very aware of how you feel. So how are you feeling as this incident was playing out? How are you feeling as this episode was happening in front of you? How are you feeling about the other people? How, are you, how did you feel? What is the feeling that came up for you? What is the thing that is bothering you? What are the emotions and feelings that you're feeling as this is happening? And really allow yourself to go into those feelings. Again, no judgment. No judgment on yourself. No judgment on the people. Just really get into the pure feeling, the purity of how it felt to be in that circumstance and just let yourself feel it. Allow yourself to continue to feel it on a deeper and deeper level. Just let yourself feel it let yourself feel it. Allow yourself to feel it. And what I'd like you to do is as you're going through this process of feeling, I want you to identify what that feeling is. So you want to sit there and, again, this is where the paper comes in handy or something. You may want to write it down, well, I was feeling this. And you may just want to keep writing those. Well, I, I started off feeling angry. 
Then I started feeling disrespected. Then I started feeling unimportant. Then I, you, know, you just want to keep writing down these feelings because you want to keep going deeper and deeper into what your true feelings are. So you just bring yourself there. Just keep doing that. And what I basically do with people is I want you to sit in that situation and hold yourself there for as long as you can and allow yourself to feel those feelings and bring up those feelings as they are coming through you. Now, when you do this exercise and you really get deeper and you start going deeper and deeper into your feelings, what you're going to realize is that this episode that's happening in front of you is anchored to an event from your childhood or anchored to a feeling you have with one of your parents, the way one of your parents made you feel in your childhood. And that is the anchor that we want to go back to. But that's actually phase two. But the first, but if you can do that in the first phase, that's great. If you can't, that's okay. The, the main thing is allow yourself to feel the feeling that came up for you that day. Just pure feeling. Don't judge it. It's not good or bad, right or wrong. And then allow yourself to feel that feeling. Say, yeah, I was feeling rejected. Let yourself feel that feeling. Say, yes, I'm going to allow myself to feel rejected because that is how I felt. And I'm not going to block, and I'm not going to try to protect myself from that feeling. I'm going to let myself feel it. And that's going to be the key. So you're just going to let yourself feel that feeling. And as you do feel it, you are then releasing the energy. You're releasing that energy and that feeling of rejection. And that is the process of clearing, of course, in a very short version. We do this live in a much longer version. But that would be the way, Rhea, that we would want people to begin the process of clearing negative energy. Thank you for sharing that, yes, and I do appreciate it. And I just want to remind our listener, this show will be archived and also available for free download on iTunes in a podcast section. Um, and uh, so you can, you know, uh, download it, listen to it on your iPod, take some of these tips that Joe has shared with us and, and perhaps also listen to the exercise in the end and, and try to elaborate on it and, and, and go deep and, and try to figure out what's really, you know, what's stopping you. Because it's really, if you're not moving, you're going backward. Right, Joe? Yeah, you're well, you're always moving. moving. <laughs> you're always moving, so there, you know, there's no such thing as not moving. You're either going... No, no, I meant if you're not moving forward, you're moving backward. That's what I'm Yeah, you're moving, you're moving somewhere. So if you're not yes. going in a positive direction... And understand something also that people have to really understand. You may be moving in a positive direction, even though you're, you're not seeing it right away in the outside world. Mm-hmm. You are moving... Because you may be moving your energy forward, but it takes time for your new energy to start manifesting externally. So be more aware of how you feel. So you may say, well, I'm feeling better. I noticed myself, I would say, well, you know, I was starting to feel better, but nothing was really happening. I wasn't really seeing anything happen. I wasn't getting any great opportunities. I wasn't seeing anything in the beginning where I would say, wow, you know, I did this uh, three meditations and all of a sudden everybody's calling me up. That didn't happen. But what I was noticing was I was feeling better. And eventually, as I continued to hold on to that feeling, I was able to then start to manifest and create better stuff. So that's what I want people to understand, that be more aware of your feelings. Don't get mm-hmm. caught up in, well, you know, I've been doing this for a while. I'm not seeing any results. If, as long as you're feeling better, you know, you, as you just said, you're moving in the right direction, and eventually you will start to manifest in the external world. So don't get caught up in that. Right, right, and that's that's the key. It's really kind of get in touch with your feelings, get in touch with what's going on, and not to give up, you know, keep on trying. Keep on trying. Keep on plugging in. Thank you so much, Joe, for being here. I really appreciate you coming out and 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 share your expertise with us and and your knowledge and 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 your wonderful you. And just a reminder again, Joe has a great book out um, that really talks a little bit more in the clear about those chakras and how to clear your energy. Karma Buster is available on Amazon, and you can also go to Joe's uh, website at www.joenunz.com and, uh, and, and, and purchase that book and, and uh, find out where Joe is going to be next. And, and maybe if he's nearby you, you will want to go hear him because I know I would. <laughs> and I know he left me. He's just like, you know, he used to be my neighbor. I know. It's like, uh, you know, well, so far. I'll be, I'll be, as a matter of <laughs> fact, we're going to do, we're going to come back. We're doing four events in June at the end of June. So we will hope to see you there when we come back. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll love to. I would love to be back there. Back in New York. And, and yeah, thank we'll you so back. much. Enjoy your, the rest of the day. And again, with all that being said, my friend, namaste. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Take care. Bye-bye.